But if uh, we have our youth group today, you are dismissed with Jesus in the back. Then the older youth get to stay with me, right? How many of you are the older youth? We're the older youth uh, as well. Well, welcome, welcome. Hey, we've got um, a great opportunity and day today right after church. A couple things going on. We have our Thanksgiving lunch, so there will be food served next door. And before the Lord, I need to confess that I was handed today, this morning, a full bag of hot tamales. And in my heart, for just a moment, I wanted to go to my car and put them in the car. But I didn't do that. They're next door. So those are uh, good, good hot tamales. So Thanksgiving, lunch right after. We'll pray at the end so you can start. The other thing is, um, we were blessed. Stephen and Eileen, are they in here? They might. Oh, they're there, right there. They were blessed yesterday with 60 turkeys and boxes of what would go with a Thanksgiving meal. So after church today, if you need a turkey, not the one you brought with you, right? A turkey that's frozen. If you need a, a turkey in a box, they'll be out um, right by the coffee table, and they have frozen turkeys and a box to go as well. Also then inside the Fellowship Hall, there's a table set up that has a bunch of canned goods, and that's from Fundamentals Academy that meet here on Tuesday and Wednesday. They donated a bunch of canned goods. So if you haven't gone shopping yet for this week, stop in there and load up. There's canned goods. There's other items. But I do want to do, and I do this kind of every year, they leave cards uh, for the church. And since none of you really see them on Tuesday or Wednesday, which I think this year there's 235 of them between Tuesday and uh, and Wednesday, homeschool co-op. I wanted to read just two quick cards. And it says, Dear, Dear, Dear Hills Church. In fact, it's up there on the screen. We are grateful for the opportunity we have to express to you how thankful we are. You lovingly open the doors to your church and welcome hundreds of families. Your church feels like our second home. Thank you. Thank you for blessing us. Uh, we hope you know how much your kindness and hospitality means to us. Happy Thanksgiving, the Robles family. We have a bunch of cards. I just wanted to read one. This is actually from one of the ladies that teaches a class. She teaches, oh no, that's the other card I didn't bring in. Dear Heroes Church, thank you so much for your ministry to us and our children. This has become a place where our kids can grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus, thanks to your ministry here. By hosting this co-op, you are enabling the Christian fellowship of families and simultaneously, listen to this, both the spiritual and academic growth of my kids and both the spiritual growth and rest for me as a parent. What a blessing. We are very thankful for you. Now, again, I know none of you probably know uh, many of the families, but I remember this. There's a verse in the Bible. In fact, there's a couple different places where it says, a good name is above great riches. And we have a great name uh, but want to pass on that blessing to you as well, too. That'll be uh, next door. Remember, we're doing No Shave November. So if, if you're visiting for the first time, and you're like, man, this guy really has a scruffy face. I know I do it for November. Except there's a couple ladies in the church that challenged me that I couldn't. I always trim it. They challenged me not to trim it. So I do have to pray for them every day when I want to trim it. Right. But uh, I'm going to stand firm. So if you'd like to be a part of that. Uh, we'll encourage you to donate a dollar a day for 30 days, and we're looking to purchase some extra tables for our food ministry. Uh, Ernie would know uh, more exact. There's five or six people 
that are at Anya's Kitchen where we do our men's and women's breakfast that are have donated for No Shave November. And I think they have to trim because, but um, the word got out, right? Word got out. And so uh, you know, that's a blessing as well. And so remember this Friday, food ministry set up the day after Thanksgiving at 1.30 and our free food uh, ministry and outreach is this coming Saturday at 9. So come and serve uh, right after, or at 8.30 as well. And then put on your calendar December 3rd. We haven't done this for a couple years, but we'll have a Christmas open house at our house. We'll pass out um, our address the next couple weeks so you can come on over. Only on the 3rd. No, you can come over Christmas Eve. No, you can come over. Anyways. Well, let me read. Uh, we've been reading these verses for our tithes and offerings. And this is Psalm 103, verse 1 through 5. Psalm 103, verse 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives your iniquities, who heals all of your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. And you'll, you'll notice in this verse, we just have underlined every time it says who, it's capitalized to remind us that's our father. Five times, five different times, who forgives your iniquities, who heals your diseases, who redeems your life, who crowns you, and who satisfies your mouth. The who is him. And so in our giving today, we remember that it's our hearts that is giving to him. So as we do each week, we're going to put a prayer up on the screen. Would you pray it individually? This is between you and your Father God. Let's pray this together. Ready? As I give in today's offering, I rejoice as I bring my gift to you, Lord. I worship you with a grateful heart. For you have provided faithfully for me and my house. I give willingly and cheerfully in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're giving today in service, there's an envelope in your seat back pocket. You can place that envelope in the giving slot on the wall as you exit by the sound booth. Go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can give online and I encourage you to go download today's notes and scriptures and have those with you in fact we always do a question or two at the very end called as for me and my house that you can do at breakfast at dinner or maybe with some of your co-workers all right well if you have your bibles with me i'd like you to open to two places we'll be in first thessalonians one and then we're going to be in first thessalonians chapter five in fact my title today really is going to be the verse that we read which is rejoice Pray without ceasing and give thanks. Rejoice, pray without ceasing and give thanks. And I always love this story. In fact, it was a few months ago. You ever, if you do YouTube, you ever notice sometimes videos pop up and you wonder who watched one about a parrot because it kept popping up. So I watched a couple people that own parrots. How many of you would like a parrot? You think that'd be kind of, how many of you are thinking, you're crazy. So I watched a couple videos and I thought, I wonder if you could like, somebody would let you adopt. You know, their parrot. Well, I remember this story, and I, I, I do like to read it from time to time. And it, it was a story about a man named John who had adopted a parrot, yet the problem was the parrot had a bad attitude. 
fact, even a worse vocabulary, and it would curse at John. Every word the parrot said was rude, it was obnoxious, or it was laced with profanity. John had tried and tried to change the bird's attitude by consistently saying only polite words, playing soft music, and anything else that he could think of to clean up the bird's vocabulary. But finally, John was fed up and he yelled back at his parrot. The parrot yelled back. John grabbed the parrot, he shook the parrot, and the parrot got even more angry and shouted back at John, and John grabbed the parrot and threw it in the freezer and shut the door. He could hear the parrot screaming and squawking and, and running around, and then all of a sudden it got quiet, and then John got concerned. And he opened up the freezer door, and the parrot jumped out on his arm. And the parrot said back to John, he says, I believe I may have offended you with my rude language and my actions. I sincerely, remorsefully apologize for my inappropriate transgressions. I fully intend to do everything I can to correct my rude and unforgivable behavior. John was stunned. And then very curious, he looked at the change in the bird's attitude, his vocabulary, and he asked the parrot, he said, what made such a dramatic change? And the bird answered and said, may I ask what the turkey did? <laughs> now, I like to remember that, so maybe you'll get it a little bit later. Right? He, he, he saw there was a consequence. Many times we only make changes with severe consequences. In fact, I, I like to think about it. We get pressured to change rather than a heart an attitude of the heart, in fact, we'll look today, to express to God a lifestyle. So in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, I want to read verses 2 through 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, let me get over there, verses 2 through 5. We give thanks to God, always for you, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and Father, knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit, and in much assurance as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. Let me read verse 5 again. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit, and in much assurance as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. Well, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your Holy Spirit is our teacher. We stop and we remember not only to give thanks, but we thank you that your word is not word alone, but it comes in power in our life by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In fact, what's important is verse 5. It's one thing to have the word, which is power itself, but it's another thing that we read and we start picking it up and Jesus talked about it. In fact, it was mentioned, we see uh, the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, but it didn't come in word alone, but it came in the power of the Holy Spirit because... 
those three words that we're going to look at today, rejoice, pray, and give thanks, easy to do sometimes, but we need the Spirit's power in all situations so that we can live this out. It's not something that we just read a week before Thanksgiving because we're going to rejoice, pray, and give thanks. This is a lifestyle. This is something daily, regardless of the situation, which brings us to the other verse that I, I want to read. In fact, I'd encourage you to read all five chapters um, of 1 Thessalonians. But 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 17, and 18, Paul writes this. Rejoice always. Let's all say that together. Ready? Rejoice always. Look at somebody next to you that you, right? Can't, right? And just say, rejoice always. Now make sure they didn't have a smile on their face. Notice the next one. Pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So you know what we're going to look at today? This is not a suggestion to rejoice, pray without ceasing. It's not a, a good idea. It's not something to go run to Hobby Lobby and go get a little frame that says rejoice, pray without ceasing, and all things give thanks to put on your wall. It's not a suggestion to do. This is a command. It's a lifestyle. You know, and I wrote down, just to remember in my notes, um, you know, the Apostle Paul never had challenges. Man, you know, if the guy just had some challenges in his life, you know, it, it, would, it would mean much more. Well, we know that's not true. He was challenged every physically. He was attacked for preaching. And regardless of what he went through, that he would start out writing, I'm giving thanks to you. I'm giving thanks to you. Rejoice always. I'm not telling you to do something I don't do. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. But that's why we read that one verse. It's, it's one thing to be a word, but it has to be something that you're empowered by the Holy Spirit for all of us to live this out. I like what the New Living uh, says, just a little different twist on it, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. It says this, always be joyful. How many of you always are joyful? Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. And let's remember that, not a, not a good idea or a suggestion, or I'll do that as my New Year's resolution for a day or two. No, this is a, a lifestyle being empowered by the Holy Spirit. So let's stop and think, what makes you rejoice? You just won the lotto. How many of you would rejoice? Eh, no, it's all right. You know, right? Pocket change, you know. Uh, for some, your team won yesterday's game. Right? And you were so, so excited that your team won. We had a couple that used to come to the church in the first couple of years, and uh, she was from uh, Alabama. So she was an Alabama diehard Roll Tide fan. And so I would usually mention, hey, if you change your team lost and you changed your email over the weekend, like some people get so angry, and she would always say, my team never loses. Oh, right? My team never loses. Any of you know people like that? Some people get so excited over a game. Maybe you received a promotion at work, a significant promotion. Well, that causes you uh, to do an action of rejoicing, thanking God for the promotion. 
You know, we read this. You just prayed with somebody. They accepted the Lord. Now they've been translated from eternal darkness, and now they're translated to eternal light and life. Well, the Bible says we rejoice. Next time somebody says to you, somebody accepted the Lord, you should rejoice. That's what we read and we see in the Bible. Um, there was a coach that the last couple, I believe he got fired, but they owe him $75 million for his buyout. You got called into the office Monday morning and you got fired and they were going to give you a $75 million. Would you cry as you left? Would you be, oh, you got to be, that's, I lost my job? $75 million like buyout. Well, I'm sure somebody, they, he may get a lot of hate mail, but somebody rejoices. Well, that's not what Jesus is talking about. In fact, in all things we're to rejoice, to pray without ceasing, to give thanks to God. As we read 1 uh, Thessalonians, as we read uh, chapter 5, remember if you read chapter 4 is where Paul talks about Jesus' return. And he uses that word. He says, the Lord himself will descend with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first, and those of us that will remain will be caught up with him in the air and will live with him forever. That's in chapter 4. So we're talking about the, the rapture of the church in chapter 4. In chapter 5 is where it's referenced. You ever heard the word the thief in the night? He's going to come back like a thief in the night. And so the Apostle Paul is talking about these last days, which again, this is several thousand years ago. And many times we look at the signs that are going around us, and we do. We think this has got to be it. This has got to be it. And yet we read these verses, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. Because that's the posture of God's word and the Holy Spirit that's in us. Sixty times in my translation, some of yours may have more, sixty times I read the word rejoice. That's not the Old Testament. Sixty times we read that. And so the Bible reminds us that we can always rejoice because of what God has done for us. When the Apostle Paul again says rejoice always, it isn't something that you just fake it till you get through. It's something that's an expression of our heart. So let's look at these verses really quick. 1 Thessalonians 5.16, rejoice always. Reminds me of the time my mom, when we got in trouble, she would, uh, and you can check all of my stories that I've used over the past several years because my mom does come to our church now. Um, if we got in trouble, she would have us memorize scripture. I know 24, I mean, I can start reading all of the ones I know. So one time she says, now you go pick it. Well, I went and picked Jesus wept. I wrote it on a card and I handed it to her and she says, what's this? I said, you said I could pick a scripture. And she says, well, I didn't mean two words. I said, well, you didn't say it had to be long, right? So it was the last time that I was able to pick. So we read one of the shortest uh, two words in the Bible in 1 Thessalonians 5.16. Let's say it together. Ready? Rejoice always. That word rejoice means to be exceedingly glad. One of the examples we read in the gospel is the wise men. They took, they went and they found the child. And they fell down on their knees, they worshiped him, and they rejoiced. They were exceedingly glad. 
right? Rejoice. The other one we read is in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Let's all say this together. Ready? Pray without ceasing, which means without an intermission or to pray constantly. Now, this is the one many times we think of, how do I do that? Let me read you a little survey. A company called Reviews.org for the year of 2023 did a survey and found out that Americans check their phones an average of 144 times a day. Right? 144 times. However, we're also spending an average of 4 hours and 25 minutes each day on our phones. It's up 30% from 2022. Some of your apps or many of your phones will track. You can look back and see how much screen time you've had. 144 times. And we say, I can't pray without ceasing. Well, you're looking at the phone without ceasing, right? Praying without ceasing is that there's always a communication and connection with your Heavenly Father. You're driving by, you hear a siren. What do you do? Oh, you're supposed to pull over to the right. Okay, that's right which a lot of people don't. But what should be the next thing that we do as believers? We pray for whatever's happening, whatever situation is going that way, right? We pray. There's that open communication. We hear a, something on the news or we look at our phone and it should uh, cause us to pray. So I t- I'm to rejoice always. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And then we read in verse 18. Let's say this together. Ready? In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. To give thanks, to be grateful, and to feel thankful. Rejoice always. You get a doctor's report. You get a report from your child's school. You hear of something happening in your family. We would think, okay, that's kind of the exempt, right? No, we're to rejoice in the Lord. That's where it comes with the Spirit's power helping you rejoice. Pray without ceasing, that constant communication that you have. Many of you that um, have kids or grandkids know, how many of them text you all the time, right? So there's always like some open communication or you have open communication with people, that connectivity that we're so used to you know as you're remembering how many of you remember before we had cell phones i don't want to shame anybody's age all right remember how many put down you remember hey we didn't have cell phones how many of you are like what 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 year was that our first cell phone whatever year we were just married we had 15 minutes planned for the month 15 minutes and i remember they pitched you can go to catalina and it'll work Really? I can go to Catalina and my phone works? Well, Michelle would take it to work because she would drive from Montebello to Fountain Valley. It was just that emergency connection. And then, you know, things, things kind of went. You remember when they charged you to text? It was 10 cents. 10 cents going out, 10 cents coming in. How many of you know today if they charged you to text your bill, you'd be like, okay, we're not having any cell phones anymore. Right? But we're going back to email, back to how it was. But now we've noticed in our communication that we have multiple ways that we can communicate with people. And so when the Apostle Paul says, pray without ceasing, our minds tell us that 
seems impossible, but we're already doing that with the people around us, and God wants us to pray without ceasing. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. Even when I don't know how to give the Lord thanks, in everything I'm going to give thanks. I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to feel thankful. In fact, according to the Bible, we're to give thanks first place, foremost, before anything. We're to stop and give thanks. You know, Jesus gave us this example. In fact, sometimes we can interchange rejoice and the word joy. But in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, and it gives us our posture of focus, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of God. Who for the joy that was set before him. What joy was set before Jesus? Well, he'd be reunited with his father. Well, he had that open communication with the father. He was, in, he was filled with the spirit. It was that you and I could now be connected back to him to accept him as savior. That was a joy. That was a joy to him. Going through all of the shame, going through all of the pain, that was a joy for the opportunity to get you back. We read over and over, Jesus rejoiced. Jesus had that mindset of the disciples he would be missing in the morning and then he was out praying in the hill. And they were telling him, what are you doing? People are looking for you. But he knew he needed that time to pray and he prayed without ceasing and he always gave thanks. But as we read these things, we have to remind ourselves that it's easy to do for a day. It's easy to do for a moment, but it must become not a suggestion to us. It's a command, a lifestyle to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing and to everything give thanks. Michelle had mentioned the service this week. However you celebrate, stop around your family, rejoice. Pray, give thanks. But let it not be something that you're just going to do whenever uh, on Thanksgiving. Remember to stop, rejoice, and give thanks. Practice Thanksgiving at the beginning of your morning as you wake up. Thank you, Lord, that I woke up today. Some people didn't wake up, right? I, my, my lungs are full of air. You're not done with me yet. Stop and give him thanks. Middle of the day, give him thanks. End of the day, give him thanks. And pray small prayers throughout your day. Set an alarm. Mine, mine goes off at 121 every day for our verse, Psalm 121. Set an alarm that reminds you to like, hey, wake up, pray. Take a, take a few moments in your day and pray. If you need to set one every hour, every five minutes, uh, set a timer to remind yourselves to pray. And you know, one of the ones I wrote down that's always so important too to give thanks, come and serve. In serving the Lord, give thanks, right? Serve, it's unto him that we serve. Well, bow your heads with me, if you would, this morning. You know, as we read uh, what would seem to be simple, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus 
for you. I, I pray for us today, and I would pray that you would make that decision today. Not something I do for a season, but it becomes something that the Holy Spirit empowers me to rejoice. To pray to my Father. To give thanks in all things and in the most impossible situations to stop and to give thanks. So, Father, we come before you and humbly realign ourselves with your spirit and your word to be people who rejoice, pray, give thanks to you. That our life has meaning and hope because of you. And we bless you today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Stand with me if you would. We're going to close with this song.